Sports Radio Night Tonight again coming up about seven minutes. Soul Food in the ATL. You want four or five great places for soul food? And, and uh, Sandra gave us a little education on the history and the culture behind it. We'll do the Atlanta Eats on Radio segment because um, Atlanta Eats is something I think people care about. And I said, why am I doing it on all these other stations and not doing it on our show? So when Sandy's here, we're going to talk a little food. That's coming up Good. in a little bit as well. Coming up later on in the program, later on this hour, uh, we say goodbye to one of our favorite special team coaches of all time, Travis Kelsey, saying, I'm not playing. If you want to you want to get after it, I, I'm more than happy to do it. And uh, the other side of the soul music we'll be playing for our segment is Billy Joel. Billy Joel's pretty uh, soulful at times. Um, what's his song? I got uh, – it's all about soul. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll do uh, a list came and out. New music drops today from Billy Joel first in 17 years. That's why Billy we're doing Joel's Billy got Joel. new music. Girl. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't think that. I, I thought that ship had sailed big time. Um, anyways, is Claude Felton is an inside name in the world of sports in the city of Atlanta. He is the sports information director at the University of Georgia. And he hasn't been there for 10 years. He hasn't been there for 20 years. He hasn't been there for 30 years. How long has he been there? 100 years. Yeah, he, I don't have the number in front of me. Over but to 40, tell people, over tell people 40 what years. a sports information so, director is. So this is. is the guy that you go through for any media requests. He's the guy that handles the press conferences. He's the guy that reaches out to the media. He's the guy that coordinates on game day all the needs of press from around the country. He has a staff of probably 20 under him, and she handles field hockey. He handles soccer. This one handles basketball. Game days are, Oversees yes. everything. Yeah, yeah. He, he, He's uh, a big deal. It, yeah. it's, it's a position that is a high-stress position. Um, in the NFL, a lot of times you get, you get pushed out depending on the coach. 45 years he's been there. 45 years. You get pushed out according to coaches. They want their own guy. It's a very important job. Guy in the Falcons does a fabulous job, right? David. Uh, David yes. Bassetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's great. So we've been very lucky around these parts for sure to have just really great SIDs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Claude Felton is one of the great gentlemen in that profession of all time. Could not be more kind, helpful, communicative, right? Yes. Um, so he's retiring. And I was maybe just think about that job and that process. And then I was thinking about media members. A guy like Mike Griffith who covers Georgia every single day of his life, right? Certainly during the season. And so many other guys. These are not glamorous jobs. I mean, what we get to do is a lot more glamorous than a lot of what the beat writers have to do all On over the country. Basis, yeah. Especially with, you know, places that aren't the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. East Carolina, where Jim Bob Cacciatore was you know, years oh. ago, right? Or, 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 you know, insert school, you know, Wake Forest, which is, you know, nice little program. But like, you know, you're in Winston-Salem and you're not covering the NFL. You're covering a nice ACC program. Or the same could be said of, you know, I don't want to single out, but uh, whatever, uh, covering Missouri or you're covering uh, Pepperdine or whatever. Okay. All right. And then I was thinking about the way that certain coaches choose to handle their business, Right. And when I was a young guy in my 20s, I was scared to death of these press conferences. I wouldn't ask a question. I was covering the Celtics and Casey Jones and Bird McHale. I was covering, you know, the NFL locker room. I covered all four teams, and I never opened my mouth because I I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to look stupid or be chastised or whatever. It's just intimidating, right? Right. And there's a basic way to go about your business um, where 
you, you can treat people in that position where you're the coaches with respect. Um, and Bill Belichick was the opposite of that. And Nick Saban was bad, not as bad as Belichick. And if Belichick was here, it would have been really uncomfortable to have to deal with him on a daily basis. And how ridiculous it is, I was thinking, for guys, even NFL writers, I don't care if you're writing for The Athletic or you're writing for you know, Falcons Daily or whatever, those aren't high-paying jobs. They're not living in Buckhead in, in mansions. Mm-hmm. These are grinders. These are guys on deadlines. These are guys that, you know, um, are trying to, you know, provide uh, the viewer, the listener, the, the audience with something, right? And we were saved. That, nothing irritates me more than, than talking down to a guy. It's not about what you make, but a guy, uh, just say it. How you, about it's just common respect for other human beings? that treat the janitor the same way as the beat reporter as when the NFL network comes in. What are you And so, I would say yeah. coaches, I would say managers, I would say whoever's in your office that treats people like crap. Right. It's not okay. It's just as much energy to be a jackass as to be Brian Snitker, who's the opposite, mm-hmm. or Alex Anthopoulos. We are so lucky around these parts. Yeah. We have great gentlemen that I mean, treat us with respect. Arthur wasn't trying to be rude necessarily to the writers, but he did lose his way at times with the notion of going to those press conferences irritated and agitated and, you know, snapping at folks and everything else. And I don't think he's he, – I think he once they started losing, he, he toned it down, right, because that, that you can't be arrogant and be losing, right? That doesn't work. But, like, like why, why do you why – why does it not bother sometimes used to, like – Okay, well, he's a writer. Why shouldn't he talk to him that way? Like, why shouldn't writers be treated with some, you know, modicum of respect? And uh, I just enjoyed the hell out of watching Bill Belichick this year go on that radio show on WEEI and have to face those questions that are legitimate questions to ask guys who make tens of millions of dollars a year. And I will say it. The guy who's in the uh, press row makes $64,000, right? And is trying to make it to his kid's high school football game or, you know, his junior high daughter's dance. And the guy on the podium is making $8 million a year. And you got to belittle him. And you got to be irritated. And you got to be – like, just – it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I agree. And it's just – there's no need for it. And with Raheem Morris, you're going to get the opposite. And not that that's why I like the hire. I like the hire because what everybody else around the NFL has said about him. I like the hire because he's coached on both sides of the football, that, he, that he's coached receivers, that he's been a defensive coordinator, and that everybody's like, whatever you give him, he's going to motivate his players and do everything else. Is it a bonus that he's also going to be a great interview and he's going to treat people great? Yeah, I think that's a bonus as well. Right. I have a tweet from a Spencer Williams who did not read that it is Optimism Day today Yeah. because he is the opposite. He writes, tweets at me, I believe we as Falcon fans are being sold a bill of goods. I don't need to hear how nice he is and how he will win the room. If I look at his resume and his staff resume, it's not impressive or worth of this job, yet everyone says he is. Right. Okay. Well, um, I, I assume the resume. Are there t- is a lot of fans <laughs> that feel exactly like Spencer Williams, who needs to turn that frown upside down. So what would he have been happier with if it was Ben Johnson, if it was Aaron Glenn, if it were like, what do you want to see for your next head coach? You know, like I like that he's been a head coach. He had Josh Freeman for three years. How much are you going to win with Josh Freeman? No one gave him a quarterback. He he took over a team that was zero and five. And Dan Quinn was he supposed to go like nine and one? 
And he, by the way, he might be the nicest guy in the room that also gets fired right. in three years. We don't know, but as Listen, a fan, you've got to kind of let, like, let's just all take a deep breath and say, "Gosh, we hope we got the right guy." If you think that I support it because Raheem's a nice guy, I think he was the most qualified guy of every single guy that's been hired, short of Vrabel. No, Vrabel wasn't hired, so he's the most qualified guy of everybody that's been hired. I think that's who it is. Is 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 Raheem, and I think he's the right coach at the right time for this city. And Bill Belichick, as much as I thought that would have been cool, he would have been insufferable and probably saved me and a lot of folks from having to deal with him. Do I think it would have been worth the risk? Of course. Do I think they got the, uh, a great hire? I think that as well. Both can be true, be true at the right. same time. All right, you ready to do Atlanta Eats on yeah, Radio? Yeah, I am. Here we go.